0: we like to say good morning to all thank of you. Jesus. We say good morning <coughs> to those that are online, that are listening in. We just praise and we thank God for you joining in. And I just hate that you all were not in the midst of the worshiping and praising the Lord and honoring him and feeling his sweet spirit thank in you. the midst of the house. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. amen. I'm not talking about the, the brick and the mortar. I'm talking about this temple right here. Yes, God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Jesus. I, I felt I felt like it would be, it would be an amiss to the body of Christ that are present president, those that are listening around the world, uh, on Wednesday night we 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 began to be start something about uh, the residual and uh, God taught us some things, and so um, the part two of it. It, uh, the title of uh, the message for the part two will be called The Underworld, but before we can get to the underworld, we want to make sure those that wasn't present, and as well as those that was present, that we review what God told us, some of the things God told us on Wednesday, Amen. So we want to do that. Father, we thank you now. You've already blessed the house. You've already blessed us, and we know that you're in the midst. So we're going forth in your name. Amen and amen and amen. We're going to start off because we talked about the residual, the residue. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We talked about the residue uh, on Wednesday. We're going to start off in chapter number 6. I had a question in my mind, and this is how I originally got here, speaking about the residue. I had a question in my mind that, okay, God, the flood took place, and everything was destroyed. But then I wanted to know how it was later on that we ended up with giants in the land after the flood. So I began to search, and God began to reveal things to me as well about the giants and what all took place. Amen. So that was some things that we learned on Wednesday. And I want to share those things with you so to bring us up all to speed uh, before we get to the, the, the part two of the underworld. Now dealing with Genesis chapter number 6, I'm going to read verse number 4 in Genesis chapter 6. And verse number 4 says, There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. <clears throat> so as we discussed on, on Wednesday, that when, you, when we first look at this verse 4, we would think that there was two different generations here uh, of beings one it says there were giants in the earth. Then it goes on to say, um, and after that, as, as it's, it's an indication that the giants were here before the Nephim's the offsprings. But that is not basically, some theologians say that, but we're talking about the offsprings that, that came when the the, uh, uh, the fallen angels, the sons of God, the fallen angels, got with the, the daughters of men. And when they did, uh, they began to produce offsprings. So once they became to, to produce offsprings, um, we know that they were giants in the land and they were called Nephims, okay? Um, and then the Lord says to me, because I wanted wanted some clear understanding. I really wanted some understanding. So I had to go to another book. I had to go to the Apocrypha, and I had to deal with the book of Enoch. And in the the book of Enoch, and it talks about in chapters 7, 8, and 9, uh, it says that uh, in that book, it speaks of the 200 angels that had descended on Mount Hermon. And once they were the fallen angels and they had descended, because what had happened, their job was to, to, to uh, watch over mankind. However, they saw the daughters of, of men and they saw how beautiful they were. And so they wanted to have children or have offsprings with the women, in which they did, these fallen angels, okay? And then there was one uh, angel. Uh, fallen angel, and his name was sam samza and he was he was one that was really really um, the leader over these fallen angels, so they had other angels fallen angels that was there with them beneath them, and they began to teach things to mankind that mankind was not supposed to know they were not supposed to know and the, the leader, the leader, the lead angel, what he did was, because he was so uh, diabolical, he taught mankind the secrets of heaven, all right? And when he began to teach them about the secrets of heaven, he, he taught them about weaponry, which is war stuff. He taught them about how to make knives and swords and breath plates. Talked about how he taught them how to make mirrors and bracelets, ornaments, um, paint, uh, beautifying of the eyebrow. I mean, there were many things that he had taught uh, um, the mankind. And so what happened, the world had became altered because of the teachings that those fallen angels, there, was some, there were there was some things that man never was supposed to experience or never should have known. But it came from the fallen angels. They they began to teach secrets from heaven. Then there were some of those angels began they talked about sorcery, uh, dividing of roots. Hmm. They taught witchcraft. They taught observers of the stars. They talked about uh, signs and astronomy. And also they talked about the motions of the moon. There was a lot of things they had taught. And... So I asked God, I said, okay, God, help me to understand how did the, these giants end up after the flood. Now, you have to stay with me, okay, because we're dealing with this residue. Now, you have to understand when they produced, when the giants were produced, that was one teaching that said that they were like, in, in the book of Enoch, it said they were like 3,000 cubits. And it equated to four hundred and fifty feet tall. That's how tall these fallen angels were. But then there was also a, a teaching that said that they were like three thousand L's E L L S, which meant that they were forty five hundred feet tall. Okay? Now, I mean that means they were humongous. I mean they were I mean very, very tall. Now when you when you begin to look in the lost books of the Bible. And it talks about the resurrection of Christ. It talks about two angels that had descended and it talked about the stone being rolled away, but it also talked about how their head was like into into the heaven, and how Christ's head went beyond the heavens. so we know that they were they were really humongous giants they really were all right now let's go now to we're going to deal with the flood all right all right let's look at Genesis. Chapter number 7. Genesis chapter number 7. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 17. All right. Keep in mind now, we got we wanted to know how was that a residual after the flood? How did we end up with giants? All right. And when the flood had took place, everything supposed to have been killed. All right. Now, Genesis chapter number 7, beginning at verse number 17. And it says... And the flood was forty days upon the earth. And the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. Now, verse number 18 says, uh, And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. It went upon the face of the waters. Now, verse number 19 says, And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven was covered. So it's saying that everything was covered. But watch verse number 20. Now, this is very key. Verse number 20 says, Fifteen cubits upward did the water prevail, and the mountains were covered. Now, when you look at 15 cubits, that meant that it was like 22 and a half feet of, of tall, as so such water going upward. 22 and a half, right? Now, remember now, we're looking at these giants. The giants was either 450, or you did with the ELLs, that means they were either 4,500. So naturally, you will understand how... When he talks about it covered the mountains, how the giants really didn't totally be submerged under the water. All right? Now, I'm going to show you something else that's very interesting here in the scripture. All right? Now, verse number 21 says this. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth. All flesh died that moved upon the earth both of fowls and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Then it says, and every what? Every man. Okay? Every man. All right? Now look at verse number 22. Thinking now, he's talking about every man also um, died, right? But also verse number 22 says, and all in whose nostrils was the breath of life. That's the key. Breath of life. Of all that was in the dry land died. All in whose nostrils were the breath of life. When he's talking about all that died. Remember he talks about that previous scripture. It talked about man, right? Now in verse number 22, it says all in whose nostrils were the breath of life. Of all that was in the dry land, it says it died. All right, okay. It says that it died, all that had the breath of life. Now, who had the breath of life? See, this is where you have to follow the scriptures. Now, we want to go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 2. Chapter number 2 in the book of Genesis, chapter number 2 in the book of Genesis. And we're going to read verse number 7. Alright? Remember now, we're talking about the the residue. Alright? Alright, now verse number 7, verse number 7 in chapter number 2 in the book of Genesis, verse 7 says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. What did he do after he formed him? And he breathed into his nostrils the what? The breath of life and man became a living soul now remember now you remember the previous scripture that we we, we read where it talked about everything that was on dry land how that everything that had the breath of life everything that had the breath of life which was man it died all right but in genesis chapter 2 verse number 7 it tells us that the breath of life is was put into the nostrils of man Y'all, y'all got that? Y'all understand that? Because, see, we're, we're trying to see how do these giants ended up being here after the flood. But the Scripture says everything that died ha, well, had the breath of life in it, all right? And the breath of life was only given unto man. You got that? You see, that, that, that's some of these hidden mysteries that's here because, see, a lot of times we read things and we just run over it. We don't study it, Okay? So Enos, the book of Enos, gives us a little background, and that's why man took things out of the Bible. You know, he removed them, all right? So that's why we need to have all the missing pieces. It's very important that we have all the missing pieces, okay? Now, so we find out and we discover we're going to go to another place dealing with these giants, all right? Now, we're going to go to the book of Numbers. Let's go to the book of Numbers. We won't be before you long because we want to make sure that we get understanding and we can learn some things today. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, in Genes- a num- in the book of Numbers, chapter number 13. Genesis. Um, I keep going back to Genesis. We're dealing with these giants, all right? They're in the land of Canaan. Now, Numbers, chapter number 13, and we're going to read the verse number 27 first. You have to understand that... What has happened is God had given Moses specific instructions and he told them that that to go into the land of Canaan, they was going to send 12 spies. They were sending out 12 spies, okay? And they were just supposed to come back and give a report of what they saw because this was the land that was promised to them. We're We're dealing with the residue now, the residue. Later, we're going to deal with the underworld, okay? Now, with this, it goes on and talks about in verse number 27, in Numbers chapter 13, it says, And they told him, because these are the spies, and they told him and said, We come, or we came unto a land, whither thou sinnest us. And it says, And surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. They, they bring back an example of what the fruit of it was. Now, when you look at verse number 23, all right, verse number 23 in number, chapter number 13, it goes and it talks about what the fruit was and how big it was. Now, verse number 23 says, And they came unto the book of Eschol. Now, Eschol, it means a place of op- a, a place of possibilities. All right? And it says, and they cut down from this a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bury it between two upon a staff. Now, can you imagine that that thing was so big, that cluster of grapes was so huge, it was so big, that it took two people to carry it on a staff. It took two people. And the the Bible was saying to them, he they were despised the was coming back, and they were saying, "This is the fruit of the land that we see. this is what we found now that was not normal that was not normal to have that type of, of fruit that being so why would you need that because see back during that time, when it came down to those the, the nephims when they came and the, when the when the daughters of men and they began to produce uh, uh offsprings, they produced children, they were huge. And so what they did was they began to eat everything they could get their hands on, if I can put it that way. They ate up everything. And it got to the point where when the food supply ran out, they started eating the humans. They began to eat the humans. So that's where you get that cannibalism from. And so so when you think about it, they needed something else. They, they needed something else. So here they are. Now watch what it says now in verse number 28. In verse number 28 in the book of Numbers, all right? Now verse number 28 says this. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover, we saw the children of Anet there. All right. Now, the children of Anat, they were descendants of the Nephims, the Nephims of the giants. So when you go back, you, you'd be surprised of, the, uh, of how huge they were. They were afraid of what they saw. All right. Now, we're going to drop down to verse number 32. 32. In the book of Numbers, chapter number thirteen, verse number thirty-two says this. And they brought up these are the ten, these are the twelve spies. They say in verse number thirty-two, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that look at it, eateth up the inhabitants thereof. Edith, it eats up the inhabitants thereof. And then it says, And all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. When you go back to Genesis chapter number 6, and that verse number 4, it talked about these men of renown. Okay? So here we are. What they see literally are giants. They see giants. Okay? They, they see giants. They see giants. Now, Watch verse number 33 because somebody said, well, well, how you know Well, the Bible tells us so? All right? Now, in Numbers chapter number 13, verse number 33, it says, and there, because these are the 12 spies now, it says, and there we saw the giants. And there we saw the giants. Now, remember that previously we read now that everything that had the breath of life died in the flood. Alright. So this is after the flood now. So it says, and there we saw the giants, the sons of, of Anak, which come of the which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Now you think about a little grasshopper. You think about okay, think about you being the, the human And you think about, if you can visualize in your mind, a grasshopper. If you can visualize that. Now, if that grasshopper looked up at you and said, Lord, that's a giant, would it not? Look how small a grasshopper is. This is how they literally saw themselves, these 12 spies, when they looked on the giants. The son of Ana, they looked on those giants. Those giants were offspring that survived. The flood. All right. Now, you're going to want to know how in the world did they survive the flood. See, these are descendants of them. Remember now, we talked about how tall they were, right? Now, anywhere it was like 450 450 feet that goes with uh, 3,000 cubits or 3,000 L's, E-L-L, and that equates to 4,500 feet. But the Bible says now that the waters prevailed... Into the heavens, only 15 cubits. 15 cubits is 22 and a half feet. So if you can see the, can you see the comparison between 22 and a half and 4,500? I mean, that is, that is humongous. So they had to have survived the flood. You're talking about fallen angels. You're not talking about ordinary men. Because the scripture says those that had the breath of life in their nostrils, they were the one that died. Did, did we not see that in the scripture? And we also saw in the scripture that God breathed the breath of life into man. This is literally amazing. But it's not so much amazing. If we study, we'll find it. Okay? All right. Now. All right, now, the next thing is how in the world did th- this happen? So I had to go a bit, a little bit further. I had to go to chapter number 10 because, see, that's chapter 7, 8, and 9 in the book of Enoch, okay? I had to go to chapter number 10 in the book of Enoch, which is one of the books in the Apocrypha, okay? And there, this is what I discovered, okay? It talks about how God has spoken to this angel, and he said he sent him to the son of Lameth Now, Lamech, when you talk about the sons of Lamech, it talks about Tuber Cain. And the message that God sent was from the book of Noah, from the book of Enoch, the message that he sent to him was to tell him that there was going to be an oncoming flood and he was supposed to teach him how to escape and how his seed was going to remain upon the earth. Now, that's, that's heavy. I mean, that is heavy. Because he tells him that the flood was going to destroy everything up on the earth. So he sends an angel to tell him, tell him, this is what I want you to do. I, this angel is going to give you instructions of what you need to do so you can escape the flood. Now, I don't know how many of y'all ever saw that book, that saw the movie called Noah. Now, when you see that movie, you go back and refresh it, because I said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at it again, because I had some questions in my mind when I literally saw it. All right, now, when you look at the, when you look at the, the, the movie uh, Noah, it shows not only on the ark was Noah and his family, but it also showed another creature back there, and his name was Tubacane. Cain. Now, Tubacane Cain is the son of Lamech. So that's letting us know why the Romans, the Pope, those people, Constantine, removed some of the books from the Bible because some things to our mind would be like far-fetched. It's like be crazy, you know, far-fetched. So some things they removed from the Bible, but if in order for us to get an understanding, you've got to go back to those other books that's in the Bible that man removed. Man removed them. But in order to get the whole picture, you've got to go back and you've got to revisit what's there. All right? Because if you ever revisit what's there, it, it's just literally amazing. Because it says even your seed will remain there upon the earth. And he says that the, that the flood will destroy everything upon the earth. And then the, the next thing it talks about how in that 10th chapter of the book of Enoch, it talks about the angel Raphael. And he was still supposed to bind this other angel, hand and foot, cast him into darkness. And then it talks about that was in a, he was supposed to put him in an opening in the desert, which is in Duel. Now, Duel... Is a prison for all the fallen angels. It is the region of the underworld. This is where the fallen angels are. Okay? Because we have to get brought up to where we're going to go with the underworld. Because right there, what we see, God has revealed to us through Scripture that there were giants after the flood. And Enoch goes on to tell us exactly how they end up there. So if you wanted to, you know, you can either discard it like man or you can receive it. I'm I'm crazy enough to receive all of it. Amen. Because see, you got the Dead Sea Scrolls that has a whole lot of stuff in it that that, that we don't know if we don't read or we don't study it. So there's a lot of things that's there, okay? But it may seem a little far-fetched to us. Now, let me show you something as we're going into that part two in which is a lot of verses, but not a lot of verses. It has to do with the book of Jude and we're going to deal with that underworld, okay? Now, the next place we want to go to is to the book of Jude. Uh, It only has one chapter in the book of Jude. The book of Jude, chapter number one. It only has one chapter, okay? Now, the book of Jude. Now, remember now, when God, Raphael, God gives Raphael, which is a good angel, he gives him the instructions of having to, to bind, bind the foot in the hands of of the other bad angel, the fallen angel, and it talks about uh, in this desert place that there's, there's an opening, you know, and he was supposed to put him in that opening and put stones on him and, and everything that has to be dug where he would see no light, okay? And now... Here we go in the book of Jude, chapter number 1, and we're going to look now at verse number 6. Jude, chapter 1, verse number 6. All right, because, you know, God has to deal with those, you know, the fallen angels. Because, see, in the beginning, their ultimate goal was to be watchers over mankind. But what happened, they began to see the beauty that came from uh, uh, uh the daughters of men and they want to be have offsprings by them. I can't even fathom in my mind how giants and a human come together, consummate and have children. I'm in my mind I I I I I, I haven't grasped that yet. You now I mean I mean I, I mean you talking about giant okay go back to the grasshopper and go back to you as mankind. I just can't comprehend I can't I can't get it. Maybe that's why they took it out of the book. I don't know, but they took it out. Okay, oh now, so they did some very diabolical things. They began, like as we forestated, they revealed the secrets of heaven. Never were there supposed to be anything to do with with weapons, um all this other stuff with the knives and, and, and the breastplate, everything to do with war. Mankind in the beginning was never supposed to know none of that stuff. Oh, they it. were taught all of that stuff by the fallen angels. They were taught. All right? And when they got through teaching them you know, and coming down with them, they got everything, talking about how to make bracelets and uh, uh, cosmetics and doing uh-huh. it with the eyebrow whether we understand it or not, I believe it or not, that all that stuff came from the fallen angels. My God! So there was a lot of things that, that we were not supposed to have known at all. Because see, the, when you begin to look at the beginning, before all that, mankind was supposed to be uh, such a beautiful creation, united in peace. But it didn't happen that way. Things changed. So God had to deal with some situations. You know how it is when God, what God has to do with us when we get out of control. God got to deal with us, right? Amen. He deals with us, okay? So he had to deal with these fallen angels. All right, now, in the book of Jude, chapter number 1, we're going to look at verse number 6 because we're talking about now the underworld. We In the beginning, we, we got that residual. We know how those giants ended up after the flood, all right? Don't always write off Hollywood because you'd be surprised what they teach you. they just trying to figure out whether or not you know it or not. My God. They throw it out and see if you're going to catch it. They throw it out to see if you're going to catch it. It's just like, what is his name? The little man that's do the sin. Kirk Franklin. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He sings this song, or he does this rapping song, where it talks about the lamb and the lion was going to bow down to the goat. Huh. Amen. Now, the lamb and the lion that I know is huh. Jesus himself. And we, 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 we buy all his records, and we think he's so great, but you've got to listen to what the folk be saying. Amen. He said he's going to bow down to the goat. You know, of course, you know, uh, 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 Minister Adam dealt with, with the goat on yesterday in, in the Bible teaching lesson. Uh, and so we have to be very careful because things are being sold out. People in Hollywood, famous people, whether they're singers, rappers, or it might be some preachers, Amen. you know, they have they they been sold, they're sold out to Satan. All right? And, and, of course, Dr. Man loves to deal with that Freemasonry, okay? So they being sold out. So we've got to be careful what we're listening to. It's very important. Now, Jude chapter 1, we're going to get to verse number 6 says, And the angels, which kept not their first estate, in other words, their first estate was where they supposed to be with God, you know, n- not doing what they were doing. Said, and the angels which kept which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, their dwelling. He had reserved in everlasting chains under darkness into the judgment until the judgment of the great day. See, these angels, because they were so diabolical, they had to be chained. You remember we talked about how the angels, God told the angels, you go bind them hand and foot. See, here these angels were so bad that God had to have them chained and then they were put in a place which is called the underworld. Uh, We might get to some other stuff, but we may and may not, okay? And then it goes on, it talks about they were reserved in Everlasting chains, uh, And then it says, Unt- unto the judgment of the great day. So their time is going to come to be released after a certain amount of time. All right? So we have to understand that that place where they are is in the regions of the underworld. Now, I don't want, I don't want to move too fast on that. Okay, now, let's go. Keep that in mind. They're, they're in that place, they're chained. This is the region of the underworld. See, the only thing we ever know is, is hell, and that's it. That's, we don't know nothing else. But there's more to it than that. There's a whole lot more to, to it than that. Now, let's go to the book of Exodus. Going to Exodus again. Exodus, all right, Exodus chapter number 20, I think is where we want to go. Exodus chapter number 20. All right, Exodus Chapter number 20, and we're going to look at verses. We're going to start off with verses number 3. Okay, yeah. It says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Small g. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, when you look at verse number 4, verse number 4 in Exodus chapter 20, it says... Thou shalt not make unto thee, well, we need that scripture up. Uh, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Watch this. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, right? Or that is in the earth beneath, right? Right? The third place is or that is in the water. The next key word is where? Under, under the earth. Underworld. God tell them, listen, whatever whatever, whatever's in heaven, you don't make no graven image of it. If it's on the earth, you don't make no graven image of it. If it's under the earth, they use the word under. Under the earth, the underworld, you do not make a graven image of it. That's what the scripture says here. You don't do it. He says, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So it's more to it than just the earth and that's it. There's something under there, and that's where he's got those angels that's so diabolical, so bad, that they had to be chained. Now, th- maybe I'll go to, yeah, I think it will. All right, now let's go to, um, go, bear with me, because we're talking about the underworld now. Okay, let's go now to Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter number 2, Philippians The book of Philippians, chapter number 2. Philippians, chapter number 2. And we're going to get, in verse number 10, we're going to get another scripture that validates what that previous scripture says. All right? Now, Philippians, chapter number 2, verse number 10. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of things where? In heaven. Things in earth. And look what it says. And things where? Under the earth. Y'all <coughs> catch that? That's that, yes. under, that's that underworld. Yes. Everything is going to bow. Everything has to bow. Even the things that's the, uh, the, that those fallen angels still has to honor Christ. Under the earth. Talking about the, un- the underworld. Under the the earth all right now let's go to second peter all right i know we just got a few scriptures we're almost done second peter chapter number two i believe it is second peter chapter number two yeah second peter chapter number two and we're going to look at verse number four it says "For." If God spared not the angels that... Look at that. said them angels that sin, them, them fallen angels that sin, but he cast them down to hell. Now, let me, let me stop right there. Keep that up. It said cast them down to hell. Now, you got to understand that word hell and what that word hell means there in the Greek. Okay? Because that word hell there does not mean the grave, like we go. But that word hell there, in the Greek, it means the deepest abyss of Hades. The deepest abyss of Hades. And it talks about in the ancient Greek religion and myth is the God of the dead and the king of the underworld. So that word, see, that's why it's so important to look up The meaning of the words because each word, even though it may use the word hell in different places, it means different things. Here it means Hades, that's where (coughs) these fallen angels are. Where the where where where, um, Hades and uh, and also Hades has a name as as far as a person, not person, but, but one of those Greek gods that it is the king, he's the king of the underworld. But the significance there is the underworld. So when you, go, when you go home, I want you to look that verse up. Look up that word, hell, and see what it means in Greek. Because the Bible, the New Testament is written in Greek. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew. So we're dealing with the underworld. So those angels that taught man what it should not have taught them, this is where they are. They are in the underworld. All right? So we have to understand that when it comes to it, we have to understand that, okay, there is something too when it comes down to why giants or how they came about after the flood. And that means going farther than your King James Version Bible because there are other books the Apocrypha and the New Testament Apocrypha, that books that were taken out, the Dead Sea Scroll, all these books was taken out because they did not want man to know. So they, took, they removed those books. And in order to understand the fullness of what the Scripture is saying, you've got to go beyond this right here because there is more to it, to the story, than what we got. Now, something else, and this is the last thing I want to say. I understood something else. You know, here lately they've been talking about artificial intelligence, talk, been talking about AI. They've been talking about spacecrafts, right? I'm quite sure you've all, you've all heard it. Well, now the media is talking about Of course, it's been preached here in, in this church a whole lot longer before that because Dr. Manning began to speak about it. Even before you even heard it, he, he, he put it on Facebook, okay? Now, I could not understand why they were, our nation, was trying to hide some things that that is true, okay? So first I thought they were at a point where they were just trying to, didn't want to cause the people to be afraid because they were saying they were seeing these creatures, all right? So I discovered that what they really is afraid of, there is a technology that's on those spaceships that they have no clue how to uh, cause an an advancement and let me put it that way an advancement of knowledge through technology they don't know what to do because see these fallen creatures or even when it comes down to the angels in general they are so they are so brilliant their technology is so dangerous if man Gets his hands on them. That what can literally happen is it can literally destroy the planet called Earth and it, probably everything else around it. And, and, and there is a race between our nation, America, China, Russia, Korea, North Korea, all these different foreign countries. Because listen, those creatures are not just landing here, they've been around. They talk about how it's been decades. That this knowledge has been known. And the first one gets to it is able to destroy everything else. My God. And so that's why it's so dangerous. It, it is literally dangerous. Because when the, when the watchers talk what they talk to, to the daughters of, of men, talk to mankind. It, it, the it says in the book of Enoch it literally altered the world changed it so can you imagine that the technology they have now but they don't really quite understand how to operate it what it can do to the world or to the universe my god it's to that degree it's it's, it's just totally amazing. Um, amazing. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, wow, God. That's why man is so notorious for tearing up stuff. We weren't supposed to be in no war. We never supposed to have war. Uh, Mankind was never supposed to be in no kind of war. My God. They didn't even supposed to know about knives and and, 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 and any kind of weaponry. They were taught that. Jesus. From the fallen angels, they were told that. And that's what's, what's what messes the mind? Because we have to be careful. We got to become more knowledgeable. We have to make sure we don't stick our head in the sand. Because there is technology out there so far advanced. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So far advanced, we can take up something. Easy. Go back to how man is trying to change our DNA within us trying to make man live eternally in a fallen state. That's not the way God designed it. He said, we're going back to the dust. Our days are numbered. (laughs) The Bible said, teach me to number my days. Our days are numbered. We got to go back to the dust. We can't live forever. We live eternally with God forever, but man can't make us be a being where we can live forever. Man don't want to die. But man, the Bible says it's been appointed once to man to die. Once. we got to go that way. Amen. We have to go that way. But man is dangerous. But let, understand and know that there's a residual, how those angels end up on the other side of the flood, and then they are locked under that place called the underworld. So there are, there are creatures that have been here for decades. We just didn't know about it or, what, or, or wasn't conscious enough to know about it. But they're here. I said, I said it before. If You go back to, I think it was February the 5th of this year, uh, God gave me a word about they that walk among us. We're talking about creatures walking among us, other, other beings that walk among us. Yes. There are other beings that walk among us. We have, to, we have to accept that and we have to understand that. But we don't have to be fearful no. about it. But man wants us to be fearful. Amen. But see, man wants to take what they don't need to have to destroy. Jesus. You mess around and blow up something, and we can't go, you can't go back. <laughs> you can't go back. The underworld. And one day, when that time comes, they're going to be released. Because it talks about how they are going to be released from those chains. They're going to be released. It's so much here. And let me say this. It's so much in this Bible. No one person knows it all. I said that to the, you know We were speaking with, with Brother Raymond and Sister Jeanette. We were talking early in the car. No one person knows it all. Nobody. Don't know all of this. Nobody. One person don't know it all. Mm -mm. God has given everybody a little bit. Everybody has a little piece. And we got to put those pieces together. Because if we ever think that we've arrived and we know it all, that's when we've set ourselves up for a fall. Because this has not been given a private interpretation of what the Bible says. You got to have it all. You, know, you, got, you I need your bit and you need my bit. The Bible says, I sharpen iron sharpen I. In other words, I sharpen you and you sharpen me. That's what the book says. That's how it goes. Dr. Man and I don't know everything. No, we don't. Because you can tell me something. And I'm gonna re- I, if I got it in a sense, I'm going to receive it. Because we don't ever know when God is speaking, warning us. We got to be Teachable. A lot of times we are not teachable. We have not arrived. There's a whole lot more learning to get. Just like how the Spirit just flowed this morning in this place. I could have dismissed and went on out the door. Because the power of God, the presence of the Spirit, was just so in this place and it saturated our, our hearts. Spirit, It did it. And I am ever thankful and grateful to the Lord. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you for your attention.